Hello and welcome to the Daily Booktopian for Monday, May the 4th. My name is Nick Wasiliev. I am Booktopia's social media specialist and I am joined today by our brand and content manager, Mark Harding. Hi, Mark. Hello, Nick. And also making his debut on the Daily Booktopian, um, Arthur Malcolm, our partnership and affiliates manager. Hi, Arthur. Hey, Nick. And so today, for our episode of the Daily Booktopian, we're doing a very special Star Wars-themed episode uh, to cover all things Star Wars-related for May the 4th. So for those of you who are kind of new to this podcast, essentially uh, our, this podcast here is a daily book recommendation podcast. And obviously for today, we'll be recommending you some Star Wars-themed books that you should be reading on this day, May the 4th. And so to kick us off, Mark, what awesome Star Wars-themed uh, books have you brought for us today? Thanks, Nick. So, and look, I have been a Star Wars fan for many, many years since I was since I was a, a teenager, uh, since I was a child. Um, and I'm probably going to age myself a little bit with, with my book recommendation. But I'm going right back to one of my favorite ever reading experiences, uh, which was reading the one of the very first expanded universe Star Wars novel trilogies that came out in the 1990s, uh, which is Timothy Zahn's trilogy, which kicked off with Heirs of the Empire, was followed by Dark Force Rising and wrapped up with The Last Command. Uh, so these Star Wars expanded universe novels were published in the starting in the 1990s and right up through until uh, Disney took over uh, management of the of the Star Wars saga, uh, and uh, they are now published under the Star Wars Legends banner. Um, and Disney has created a brand new expanded universe, which is very exciting for you know high school students like myself who might just be discovering Star Wars now and can go on all new adventures with uh, with all of the all of the characters. But back in the 1990s, I loved these books so much. So, Heir of the Empire is set five years after Return of the Jedi, and it's all about how uh, Luke, Leia, and Han now have the responsibility of establishing uh, a new system of governance for the entire galaxy. Uh, Luke has to try and build a Jedi Academy um, and is faced with the, with the very big task of, of um, re-establishing the Jedi after um, the events of, of Return of the Jedi. Um, but obviously they have to deal with the remnants of the Empire. And Timothy Zahn created an amazing character uh, in this trilogy called Grand Admiral Thrawn, who is a blue-skinned, red-eyed uh, admiral of the Imperial fleet, who is doing his absolute damnedest to uh, re-establish the Imperial fleet and push back against the, the New Republic that, uh, that the good guys are trying to establish. And uh, he has these creatures at his disposal, which actually block the force. So you can't get too close to him and try and do force powers on him because he, he's, he's able to block that. Uh, so he's a really interesting character. Um, he thinks very deeply about his enemies and isn't kind of a brutalist in, in the way that, that, that Darth Vader uh, may have been. Um, and uh, he's a character that was so strong that he's actually made the transition from being part of the old expanded universe into the current kind of canon that Disney has established. He has a role in the Star Wars Rebels TV series. Uh, and Timothy Zahn is back writing um, new stories about him that are going to be part of the official Disney canon as well now. 
Um, but this trilogy is so cool because not only does it have this amazing character, but it has a dark Jedi. It has clones. There's a clone of Luke Skywalker that he has to battle as well at some point in there. There's some awesome supporting characters as well uh, in this trilogy. And I just loved it so much as a teenager. Um, it says a lot about me as, as a teenager. Um, <laughs> I, had, I had Timothy Zahn's trilogy instead of Friends. Um, <laughs> And then the other thing I wanted to quickly mention as well before before we move on to, to Arthur's recommendation is a graphic novel collection called Star Wars Infinities, uh, which I um, read last year and I absolutely loved it as well. Uh, Infinities um, imagines what would have happened if the Rebels had failed in destroying the Death Star um, in Episode 4. Uh, and it kind of goes from there, imagining a very different kind of Star Wars saga after that. Um, and it's really, really interesting if you, like me, are, are often wondering, you know, what if with things like that. Um, this is a really great trilogy, uh, a really great uh, graphic novel uh, collection as well. Awesome. Amazing recommendations. Goes to kind of really show the pure extent of of the, the nature of canon and all the crazy characters that come, that come off of those movies. Arthur. Uh, what have you brought for us today to recognise Star Wars Day? Uh, so I've um, gone with uh, the Darth Plagueis book by James Lucino. So much like Mark, I also grew up as a big Star Wars fan as a kid. Uh, my first experience with Star Wars was back in 1997, um, discovering the original trilogy for the first time and then uh, getting to see the Phantom Menace on the big screen in 1999 was, you know, amazing to finally get to have that big Star Wars movie experience. Um, but, I mean, the Pericle Trilogy is, I guess, what I grew up with in terms of going to the movies. And one of the big takeaways for me from that prequel trilogy was a really pivotal scene in Revenge of the Sith where... Um, Palpatine is trying, you know, absolutely beginning his major lure of Anakin to the dark side with this story of Darth Plagueis the Wise. It's a really key scene. It's only about two minutes long, but it's just amazing at setting up. It tells you so much about Palpatine and his backstory and just his motivations in just a very brief scene. It's amazing. Um, and basically, this book expands on that two, that brief two minutes of a character that was unseen in the Star Wars universe universe otherwise basically expands on that tells us a bit more about who Darth Plagueis was um yeah so the the basic plot is um we learn about Darth Plagueis and his relationship with his master and um basically where his obsession with um immortality he was very obsessed with immortality as mentioned in the um Revenge of the Sith his his um it was what drove him as a Sith master, and um, it also, you know, really goes into a lot of detail about, um, you know, what he was doing up until he met Palpatine, when he, when you know, he took Palpatine under his wing as his apprentice, and it's just a very well detailed book that really covers a lot of topics um, leading up to, you know, the prequel, the, pre the Star Wars prequel trilogy. It actually covers a lot of uh, plot points, which I don't want to get get into to uh, give away spoilers, but. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a fascinating book. I've, I think it's one of the, not just in a Star Wars book, it's one of the most well-written books I've ever seen. just really covers a lot of ground and ties up a lot of 
potential loose ends or questions that you may have had about certain things that were referenced in the prequel trilogy, um, but that, you know, you, we, you would have wanted to see more of or learn more about. I actually um, read the audiobook. Uh, well, listen to the audiobook rather um, of this that was narrated by Daniel Davis. Um, and uh, if you've never heard a Star Wars audiobook, I can't recommend it enough. This was the, the first one I had as an uh, I've ever tried as an audiobook. It's uh, it's absolutely amazing. There is they have the actual Star Wars score in the background. There's sound effects, lightsabers. Uh, it's it's incredible. It's not like any other audiobook I've ever heard. It's um it's truly unique. I can't recommend it enough. I do love the story, like the the general stories around Darth Plagueis. That um because it, uh, particularly within the context of of the whole story of Star Wars, it's such a a, mo- a critical moment. Um and it's so cool to hear about a character that is becomes such a critical moment within the story that we're watching. Um because I think you know prior to that with all the other movies there hadn't really been something as mythical. Um. Uh, as kind of Darth Plagueis, because the original trilogy is very much stuck to its own story, and the uh, and up until this point there was a lot of there was kind of some small mentions of the legend that kind of led to the forming of things around the dark side, and to hear the stories around Darth Plagueis, I think is fascinating and it adds so much depth to not only the nature of the of the dark side, but also kind of the nature of the conflict between light and dark. I think it's, I love the stories of Darth Plagueis. I think it's, it's interesting to hear you guys talk about this as well, because, you know, I'm a little bit older than you guys. Uh, we won't go into details on that. Um, but, uh, but you know, the original trilogy was really, you know, my trilogy that, that I kind of grew up with. And then, you know, the, the generation that followed me really grew up with the prequels and really have like a deep engagement with them i mean if anybody's ever seen the prequel named subreddit it's amazing <laughs> um and now there's a whole new uh a series of, of, of films and novels out there that a whole new generation uh, uh are going to engage with and enjoy and um yeah i love that idea that that star wars just crosses all these generational uh generational lines and and is and is fresh and new for for every new generation that comes through yeah, in terms of adding to the mythos, all of the new stuff that's coming in is doing it, it creates so much more depth to the story that continues just beyond the films, and it's just fantastic to see the amount of, of story that expands on this, which is awesome to see. Um, so one of the things that we really like to do uh, on this daily podcast is talk about things that are bringing us joy um, during this time of isolation and of social distancing and obviously because it is may the 4th uh today the qu- the things that we're going to talk about will be of course star wars related so i'll kick off with you mark what star wars related things are bringing you joy at the moment uh so i have i, I have two children two daughters one is age nine and one is age six and it's the perfect age to try and get them into star wars <laughs> um so something that's been bringing me joy is watching um, bits and pieces of the Star Wars movies with my youngest daughter, um, who is six. My, my oldest daughter uh, um, is into Harry Potter and uh, will not be swayed into anything else. Uh, but, um, but the six-year-old is really excited by Star Wars and we've sat down and watched Return of the Jedi together. 
and she loved that. We watched The Force Awakens together, and she really loved that. And she can't wait until she's old enough to come to the cinema with me to, to see a Star Wars movie uh, on the big screen. But uh, seeing it through her eyes just reminds me of how much I loved these movies when I was a kid, uh, especially Return of the Jedi. That was my favorite when I was when I was little. And seeing her kind of engage with things like Jabba the Hutt um, is it, just amazing and joyful and a lot of fun. Yeah, they are a lot of fun, those movies. I mean, it's I was kind of in a similar position when I grew up um, when uh, well, I, I really loved the likes of Return of the Jedi and grew up on the special editions. But obviously now kind of you often grow an appreciation for a lot of movies over time. You know, and the ones for me, for example, is Empire. I really love how Empire has kind of changed in my perceptions, even, you know, the more recent movies like The Last Jedi, um, I think is a movie that, you know, is is really kind of it's subversion of expectations i find really fascinating um arthur what is bringing you joy uh, during this time in a star wars related sense uh in terms of star wars i've recently been um binging on the mandalorian on disney plus uh, oh yes absolutely great show um a bit i was a bit late uh to the part with that one but um so glad to have found time to finally watch it it's absolutely amazing um like everyone else absolutely love the child or as he's more famously known as baby yoda <laughs> um yeah no great show set just after uh, a few years i believe after the return of the jedi um just really absolutely can't wait for season two which i know is supposed to be coming out later this year so um i'll definitely be eagerly eagerly awaiting that because um absolutely great and um there's actually going to be i believe there's a behind the scenes series that's debuting to, uh, later today on um disney plus as well so i'd love to uh, see how they put the show together um in a bit more detail that's going to be fun to, to see as well that'll help guide me over to the new season starts i think Excellent. We were talking. We were having a discussion uh, yesterday um, with a couple of other people at work as well about um, all, all the all the new Star Wars TV series that are on the way. And um, I think there's a uh, there's a Cassian Andor series uh, who was uh, one of the protagonists of Rogue One. So there's a prequel series about him. And then of course there's the Obi Wan Kenobi series with Ewan McGregor, which um, I, I think may not be happening until late 2021 now, but is definitely on the way. So very exciting stuff happening on the small screen as well. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Yeah. It's, it's a, he, he's such a love Ewan McGregor's performance as Obi-Wan. He's such a, a fat, he just commands uh, such presence and really does so much um, with the foundations that Alec Guinness built with, in episode four. I, I cannot wait for that series. Honestly, yeah. I cannot wait. I can't wait to see him back in the role. I'm, I'm so eagerly awaiting that. That's going to be great. Um, for me, my my kind of main Star Wars themed thing is obviously we've just we, we, we had Easter a couple of weeks back and I'm still getting through a whole bunch of Star Wars related chocolate that I've eaten that uh, has been was given to me by people because they know that I'm a big Star Wars fan. And I've had a couple of R2D2s, chocolate R2D2s that I've had to work my way through and a BB-8 chocolate one as well. Um, so. Guys, if you're out there, uh, you can enjoy Star Wars any way you want through watching the movies, eating chocolate, and reading books, which is uh, absolutely amazing. Um, 
So that kind of will bring us to the end of this special Star Wars themed uh, podcast of the Daily Booktopian. Um, we really hope you enjoy May the 4th. Uh, we hope you uh, sitting down and watch all sorts of Star Wars movies, get behind, get reading around Star Wars books and everything else in between. Um, and our daily podcast is uh, available to stream on SoundCloud and iTunes for free. Um, we'll be back tomorrow at the same time with a regular episode uh, and of, of the Daily Booktopian. And so until then, keep reading, stay safe, and may the Force be with you. Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces, and more. Or, if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast, and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore, at booktopia.com.au.